Welcome to the history of the band Six Shooter, as remembered by Dave Jackson. Welcome to the show. Just a reminder, this show is best consumed from the beginning to the current episode. If you're using Apple Podcasts, we're lined up for that. If you're not, whatever app you're using, download all the episodes and just sort them oldest to newest. Today, we're starting off July 13. Dave is beyond excited. Dave sets up a system to listen to three radio stations at the same time. He's trying to catch songs that the band can add to their set, which is kind of aging at the moment. Dave gets hosed as he calls in a request to the radio station. His voice gets played over the airwaves, but not as request. He ventures to Lentine's music, for the record, not around anymore, to buy a microphone stand so John can sing backups. Last week, the band had Lee attempt to sing. With some work, the band could pull off some harmonies. He finds some really great music that is getting a lot of airplay and sends it via voicemail to John and Kevin. He ends the night by buying two CDs with tunes that the band wants to do. He practices a guitar and breaks in the new, or in this case, used, volume pedal. July 17, Kevin closes the deal. It seems like Christmas Eve at work. John, Kevin, and Dave are wondering if Santa will put a paying gig in their stocking. Kevin makes numerous trips to try to catch Chuck. He finally does, and the band celebrates Christmas in July as Santa delivers a weekend gig at Cappy's. Yes, Six Shooter will retake the stage at Cappy's Pub in Louisville Friday, August 2nd and Saturday, August 3rd. Dave is gone from excited to spastic. The band realizes they all need to move the Six Shooter project up to priority list in their lives. This date is much sooner than expected, and the band has been caught with their pants drooping. The only way to catch up is to practice whenever possible. If we stick to Tuesday-only practices, it means only practicing two times before playing out. We also need to produce some tapes of tunes to play between sets, and we need some lights. It's a tall order to fill, and we need to keep productive. July 20th, July practice. The band scrambles to put together a Saturday practice. John, Kevin, and Dave work together while they're waiting for Lee. They go over and over some rough spots. With Lee on his drummer throne about 5.30, the band launches into sets three and two. They make sure to correct any spots that need correcting. It's one of the most productive practices we've had. The practicing that's been happening behind the scenes is starting to pay off. The band launches into set one, and a few changes are made to the lineup. Along the way, a few songs get dusted off, and I feel we're pretty focused on plowing through the songs. We will always dick off too much during practice. That's just a given. However, this was about as productive as Six Shooter gets. We make some good progress, and we lay the groundwork for Tuesday. Practice is ended, so a slightly miffed Maria can go to a food festival. John and Dave go to KFC for dinner only to find that what? It no longer exists. No more Colonel? What? The two venture over to John's and duplicate tapes. July 25th. Let there be light. 
After finding out that Cappy's pub has zero in terms of lighting, John and Dave decide they better act now to ensure that some type of lighting is present for the gig next week. They go to Stan Baugh's, which also <laughs> isn't around anymore, and Big Lots and purchase colored floodlights and sockets. Then they return to John's house to wire the lights together. The band gets a boost when Dave gets the light board, his old band Assault. Yes, I was in a band called Assault. Used over 15 years ago. 14 out of the 16 switches on the board. The band currently has four lights now. This may not be enough. Tuesday is the last practice before the gig and pressure is mounting. Kevin has put a radio in his new, okay, in this case, used car, and is practicing like a madman. Dave has made some tapes to play in between sets. Meanwhile, everyone can hear the clock ticking away. July 28th, Kevin throws out his back. After a night of dancing at Maria's brother's wedding, Kevin's back is a mess. After going to a chiropractor, Kevin finds out that he has an enlarged disc in his back. The bottom line is, he can't get out of bed. Bummer. July 29th, Dave visits Cappy's. With Kevin gimped out, Dave runs some posters announcing Six Shooter's appearance to the bar. Dave sees the band's name on the marquee. Thank God Chuck got it right. No Six Shooters with an S. He ventures up to the stage and sees that there are some normal lights on the front of the stage. And Dave also finds out that the ceiling of the stage is about two inches higher than his head. Kevin is improving, but his back is still very stiff. July 30th, one last practice. The boys get together to work out a few rough spots. We sound pretty good. Even songs like Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up. That sounds pretty good. We're as ready as we're going to be. And John brings the lights and wedges them into a speaker cabinet. We fire them up and find it doesn't look too bad. One thing is obvious. These lights throw off enough heat to fry an egg. Dave is probably going to get a tan during the first set. Another good note is Kevin is able to stand. He's still in quite a bit of pain, though. The band is crossing their fingers and their toes and their eyes and really anything else they can find in hopes that Kevin will heal up quickly. July 31st, Dave and John take a long lunch. John ventures into Dave's office, climbing over mountains of paper. Dave talks John into going to the Musician's Bargain Basement. Also, for the record, not in business anymore. In Kenmore, Ohio, to look at a soundboard the band discussed last night. Dave is pretty sure they can get there and back in an hour. The duo flies through White Castle on the way and decides to try the new Greasy Bastard Sandwich. This takes a little longer than planned. And upon arriving at the bargain basement, they check out the board. The duo is assisted by Fred. Fred has the worst toupee in the world, and Dave is, well, slightly afraid of him. The board is a 12-channel mixer by Ross. It's in fair shape, in need of some good cleaning, lots of static. John thinks it's salvageable, and they pick it up for $299. This should make setting up and tearing down about 200% easier. 
John is a fun project tonight now. A date with some contact cleaner and the lovely new Ross board. Unfortunately, they have about seven minutes to get back to Canton and Dave needs to stop for gas. Oops. But being the swell employees they are, they figure on working a little over tonight. How does the gig turn out? Well, you'll have to listen to next week's episode. You can subscribe and binge listen out at our website, historyofsixshooter.com. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, thanking you so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm.